In today's show, we've got Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser launching for a galaxy far, far away. March 1st, Disneyland Resort ignites the night with return of four, count them, four nighttime spectaculars and a new finale for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Headline news, meetups, trivia, and Walt Disney World still doesn't have a major nighttime parade. And so much more all in today's Disney Parks podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Before we get too far into the show, we have to give a shout out to our good friends and sponsor, Destinations to Travel. Go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel and get in touch with our good friends at Destinations to Travel. It doesn't matter what kind of trip you're wanting to go on, cruise, Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, anywhere you want to go around the world, as long as you're able to in this day and age, Destinations to Travel can get you there. Now, I know a lot of people like to do their own planning, and that's cool, but these folks will help you in any way that you need and give you the, the latitude to do whatever you want to do, but it doesn't cost you a dime. So why wouldn't you? So reach out to our friends at Destinations of Travel, hook up with them, let them show you how they can save you time, money, and frustration and protect you when you're traveling because it's horrible to be in a situation where you need some help and don't have anyone to go to. So go over to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel and get in touch with our good friends and sponsors, Destinations to Travel. So, do I sound bitter? I mean, do I sound bitter that we don't have a nighttime no. parade no. yet? And fiftieth anniversary, no shows. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's unbelievable. I'll get over it's, it. I'll get over it. It's truly unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I'm incredible. not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm better. I'm, not bitter. I'm, not bitter. I'm, not, I'm fine. I'm fine. So, how's your weekend? Dear Disney. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty good. We went to the uh, reopening of the Flying Fish. Yeah. Friday night. How long have they been open? Uh, I think about a week or so. Yeah. yeah. How was it? It was delicious. Food was fantastic. Excellent. But Disney learned how to increase prices. Shocking. <laughs> was the portion size smaller? We've also heard nope, that they've learned nope, how to nope. do that too. Portion size did not shrink on these. They were all very good uh, portion sizes. Uh, but uh, they did learn new numbers. Everything was very expensive there. Yeah, it was it was not cheap. It was not cheap. Mm. Um, but it was good. The food was good. Uh, I like the. I kind of like the new remodeled. You know, they remodeled it. Was it like two years ago? I kind of mm -hmm. like this new remodeled yeah. version of the flying fish. Feels, very modern, contemporary, sleek looking. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, so it's very good. I like it. Um, that's it. And then Saturday, we just ate at a local place, new new local place, Pecan. And Sunday, went to another local place, North Italia. Right. So if you're coming to uh, Orlando and you're over by the unis, the universal <coughs> place, yeah. go over to North Italia. You might right. be disappointed. Very good Italian food. All right. We went to um, 
they built a brand well they renovated an old restaurant on 192 mm. uh you know the, the part of 192 that's nearest the animal kingdom right and um we checked it out called sickies garage something it's basically a, a, a is garage short for something is it an it's a nickname it's a guy's nickname guy's it's nickname. like hey get it back go see sicky um but it's basically a, a burger joint and it was good food was good service was good pricing was good it's great great place then uh saturday we went to uh celebration disney light and uh went and did like a yeah we did a uh pups and pints thing they did a dog and beer festival more nice. dog than beer more dog than beer yeah right I, I had a bunch of dog stuff so if you if you know anything about celebration there the park you know the um you know the parking lot for the park yeah most all of that was like exhibit booths and stuff oh, wow. for people and then like they didn't really have much stuff in the park itself. Wow. But you could bring your dog and they had some music on the little stage and cool. uh and then we wound up going to um both both real good tent pole restaurants. We had uh uh hors d'oeuvres at the Columbia and then we had lunch at the um uh Town Tavern. Thank you. I can never keep that in my head. I was going to say Boston Beans, which they were out of Boston Beans that day. <laughs> but shout out to our buddy Brian. Uh, oh, Brian's there. there. Yeah. Yeah, behind the bar. Okay. So, the, so then that night we weren't did very much. And then um, yesterday, sat, uh, Sunday, we basically chilled out here and then we went to the uh, Orlando Solar Bears. So, um, yeah, we're going to be going to a lot of those games that season, I think. So. We had yeah. a great time. Yeah, I have uh, some show and tell, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego came out with something called Brickheads. Oh my god! <laughs> Who was that? Uh, this would be Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. Yeah, Just checking. Oh, they move. That's yeah. even better. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yep. So, everybody's like, "You took it out of the box." Yeah, I want to put it together. Yeah, buy uh, two. You know, keep one in the box, put one together, play with it. Uh, then I also got one of these. This is uh, you know, you can see this. Uh, Tim Tim Rogerson. Uh, this is called the Toy Story Saga. All right. It goes from Toy Story One over here. Toy Story Two, the three, right. and four. So this nice. is a Disney Fine Art, and this was. At the festival. Is it signed? This is not. Because Tim was not. Tim was not there. Sorry, I'm not talking into the microphone. Uh, Tim was not there to do it. Uh, I'll bring it back next year. Have him sign it. That's cool. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's a it's a nice picture. Yeah. Plus, I got the other one that I showed last week, week before, whatever. So yep. The Toy Story art collection continues. You running out of room yet? Uh, I'm gonna Wall start space? using the ceiling. Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna lay on the floor. Look at that art up there. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be awkward. Uh. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, we've been looking at houses like possibly moving. I'm like, how do I pack all this up? <laughs> it's like you know, 
20 years of collecting now. You'll figure it out. You figured it out. You you are probably the least pack rat person I know. Yeah, I don't keep a lot. You know, yeah, I, I try not to, but it just, you know, yeah. things. Yeah. Anywho, Anyways, anything else? That's it, really. Yeah, that's about it. All right. There's nothing else we can do but get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, they broke the seal on it, T. Yep. They uh, they opened it up. Starting to see a lot of uh, TikTokers, um, YouTubers, media person, bloggers. people. Yeah, all those people are talking about what's going on at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, people are wondering what's, what's it all about. And the answer to that question will uh, definitely it's be answered, uh, I guess. Alfie. That's right. Well, it'll be answered tomorrow, which is March 1st, when uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Gr- Cruiser debuts at Walt Disney World Resort. <clears throat> the first of its kind immersive adventure to Disney is a vacation experience going beyond anything that Disney's created before. Guests will become the heroes of their own Star Wars stories during a two-night adventure aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser, a vessel known for its impeccable service in exotic des- destinations. Yeah. You know, not, you don't have to be a hero. You can join the dark side and be a villain. Yeah. You know the uh something they left out. The exotic destinations like the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh more details were recently revealed uh detailing what passengers can do can expect to the, on this out of world voyage. Oh. Uh, what you're hearing in my voice is I had some conversations with some friends this weekend that I promised would not make the show, but oh my God. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, in interactive storytelling, while you're aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser, guests are part of an interactive story that interweaves with crew members and other passengers, droids, and familiar Star Wars faces as they choose alliances <clears throat> and chart their own courses guests may encounter among others the star cruisers captain which nobody knows a plucky mechanic which nobody knows a charming scoundrel with an ulterior motive which nobody knows guests might be simply asked to uh, talk about their home world or be invited to protect valuable information or take part in a mission with people that they don't know while chewbacca ray and kylo ren are around they around a lot, and stormtroopers, ubiquitous stormtroopers. Uh, passengers could deepen their engagement with characters and storylines by using the Disney Play Disney Parks mobile app on their smart device. Through the Star Wars data pad inside the app, guests can access a plethora of functions. Now, I heard that they were given something, an iPhone, to use that huh. was preloaded with this information on it. Um, now, I assume that's not going to happen in the future. That we'll have to use our own smart devices. Well, I think they did that for a couple different reasons. Mm. It was a media. Yeah, they probably didn't want them know? using their real phones to take correct, correct pictures and correct them on the internet. Right. 
Um, so using the data pad, guests can access things like the events, which is update guest itinerary continuously evolving with new inv invitations and secret meetings as guests interact with characters, complete missions, comms, receive and send information relating to missions and adventures, which could impact how stories unfold during the voyage. Maps provides the layout of both Star Cruiser and Black Spire Outpost on by two tools. Become available when a job calls for them, especially while on planet-side excursions to Black Spire Outpost. And Profile shows passengers' affiliations as they continue through the story. Now, before we go too far into this, Tony, I wanted to ask you a question. What does this sound like? I don't even know. This is how they sold Star oh. Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. verbatim. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's that's been the sticky wicket. If there's one thing that I've heard from a lot of different people, it's like mm. all the things that they sold us on yeah. Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. what they really meant to say was all of that is awesome and it's going to be available to you in Galaxy's Edge. As long as you're staying at the Star Wars um Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. If you're not, not too bad. You can play some games and stuff, yeah. but, you know, that's why we have all these questions like, what are you doing with it? How are you earning credits? What are the credits right. for? Right. What do you do with all this stuff? Now it makes sense because right. on the Star Cruiser, you don't use U.S. dollars. You use credits. Right, right. So there you go. Yep. Uh, dining opportunities. Play, uh, passengers discover a menu full of familiar tastes, but unexpected colors and textures deepening the immersion of the galactic voyage mm -hmm. especially when you get home yeah the crown of corellia dining room this is where guests find refreshments each day in this enticing supper club this welcoming hall offers breakfast and lunch buffets during the day and then comes alive each night of the voyage with a lab with a lavish multi-course table service menu now i heard right. that it, it's uh they're given a tray like here's your tray of food here's your tray of food here's your tray of food uh and it was kind of you know like three or four compartments or something like that right yeah yeah, yeah. i've heard that as well yeah. uh, on night one the first night's dinner features a live performance from gaia the twi'lek music supervisor who cap superstar who captivates her audience as she moves through the room singing her biz biggest hits that you don't know yeah. the crown of Corellia transforms with lighting and movement as Gaia was joined by musicians from the uh Awani uh Uwani I don't, know. I don't know if I know that race uh for accompaniment in a slow in, in a show that inspires the entire room to get up and dance mm. yeah I saw some tiktokers really going overboard on this and I was like yeah okay uh, night two, the second night offers the taste around the galaxy dinner experience. See, you can't get away from the festivals right. where each course hails from a different planet, which wasn't that the same thing from the night before. I mean, yeah. uh, -huh. uh, highlights include, uh, smoking cheeses and bread reminiscent of the molten planet of Mustafar blue shrimp from the dense jungles of Felucia. And beef and seafood native to the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Yeah. If you are allergic to any kind of food coloring or food coloring is not good for you, you cannot go on this because everything is colored. 
and you poop the rainbow when you're done. Taste the rainbow, poop yeah. the rainbow. Yeah, you can poop a bag of Skittles. And then finally, the Sublight Lounge, which is a stylish, <laughs> excuse me, locale for passengers to socialize and enjoy casual refreshments, including an assortment of ales, wines, and signature cocktails from across the galaxy, along with light snacks, which I think only seats 30. Yeah. Isn't the maximum capacity 400? Something like that. And it's sold out? Yes. But the lounge only seats 30? Well, they're assuming only 30 people want to go there. Oh, people. <laughs> and hey, what trip on a cruise line would be complete without some merchandise? The Chandrilla Collection uh, Boutique. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Hang on. The Chandrilla Collection Boutique offers a wide assortment of apparel and accessories guests can purchase and wear during their voyage. Passengers can dress the part with robes, tunics, and other authentic fashion apparel evoking Star Wars characters and, or transform into alien species, species with Twi'lek Liku headtails or the striped horned montrails of the Togruta. Premium garments and accessories featuring the ship's logos are also available. Can I just jump in for just one second and ask a question? If you're going to put on like the headdress, the Liku from the Twi'lex mm -hmm. or the, the Montrails of the uh, Targruta, mm -hmm. isn't that cultural appropriation? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not in space. Well, I guess it doesn't make sense. Space, no one can hear you cry. Cultural appropriation. As part of their secret mission, Star Wars Galaxy, excuse me, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser guests receive one-time entry into the land's two signature attractions, the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, lunch at Docking Bay 7, food and cargo or select locations is included. Guests on a Star Cruiser voyage can also request reservations at Ogus Cantina, Savvy's Workshop, uh, which is hand-built lightsabers, and the Droid Depot. Nice. So, all of you people who are excited about gaming the system and getting in first to the, hmm. you know, Rise Resistance, guess what? You're not first. Yeah, exactly. Not anymore. Nope, nope. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, I know most bloggers, I think, posted their stuff already. Some are, some are actually paid or are going on, you know, some of these voyages. So, they're, yeah. uh, you know, not giving their opinions until they actually pay for it, I guess. Right. But, uh, you know, small, small media outlets got four hours. Larger media outlets got the full two-day experience. So, just be careful what you watch and who you watch it from because, you know, some people were only there for four hours. I mean, what could you, you couldn't experience all the dining stuff in four hours, you know. Right. So, just you know, and the, and the flip side, I'll, I'll say this too before you go to the next thing. We get we get a lot of heat because we're not always like the brightest shining suns, you know, when it comes to some of the Disney stuff. And you have to remember that some of the people who are on this voyage, some of the people who are reporting from it are some of that content is curated a little bit by Disney. Mm -hmm. So if your expectations are super high based on a video that you see or a blog post that you read, just remember that someone might have gotten access. And so they're kind of like predisposed to write a glowing review. 
and told what they can or cannot post. That is also correct. So just be aware. I'm not saying you shouldn't trust everything you read and see, but don't trust everything you read and see on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Get it from a reliable source. Yes. Go see it yourself. And Pay that, the money. That is not a blogger or somebody on YouTube. That's a media outlet. New York Times, mm -hmm. USA Today. All the large media outlets were there. Orlando Sentinel. They were all there. So get it from a reliable source. Not, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say people's names. Anyway. Uh, Disneyland Resort uh, out in California gets uh, is going to ignite the night with four new nighttime spectaculars, which, yes, it makes me bitter. I am here in Disney World. We have four parks, no nighttime shows, except for two fireworks things, and one is okay and one is not. And I got a good yep. story about one of them. Uh, so it's been a guest favorite since 1972. Main Street Electrical Parade features cherished floats, such as the classic train and a drum. Uh, it also has Elliot the Dragon. And with electronic music scored based on the Baroque Hoedown by Jean-Jacques Perret and Gershon Kingsley, this parade was, uh, and Don Dorsey did our version, uh, was the first to play unique musical arrangements synchronized to each float. Uh, this is the first time they actually put pucks in the pavement to synchronize right. that. Uh, the lineup of the floats has changed over the years. Disney parks around the world have presented evolving ver evolving versions of this iconic parade. But to honor the 50th anniversary of the Main Street Parade, rather than sending it to the park with the 50th anniversary, they're sending it to Disneyland. Okay, Disney. Dear Disney, what the hell are you thinking? Yep. Uh, Disney Live Entertainment will introduce a magnificent grand finale that celebrates the theme of togetherness in an all-new float. This universal theme is reflected in the creative concept of the grand final sequence, drawing inspiration from the original design of classic Main Street electrical parade floats and Mary Blair's iconic style uh, on its uh, small world uh, Look, I, I am glad that they're paying a tribute to these classics, mm -hmm. but they are using Mary Blair style a lot. Yeah. A lot. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying there are other people that had styles. There, you know, and there are other people that had much more impact on how Disneyland looks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, than just Mary Blair. Now, granted, you know, you got Small World, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who had a lot of <clears throat> input on how, like, Tomorrowland looks. Yeah, yeah. Wally Crump. <laughs> I was going to say Wally Crump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, the seven-segment float stretches 118 feet in length and brings to life wow. more than a dozen of Walt Disney's Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studio films making it one of the longest and grandest sequences in the parade's history. These stories will be interpreted in thousands of sparkling lights and electro-synthomagnetic music sound with unique representations of beloved characters and animated dolls. Then hmm. next up, World of Colors making its return at Disney's California Adventure brings the animation to life with powerful fountains created in an immersive scene of water, combining music, fire, fog, laser, and memorable animation sequences. World of Color floods the senses and immerses audiences 
in some favorite Disney and Pixar stories, including scenes from Wally and Eva zipping through the cosmos and Jack Sparrow battling the sea. That's my favorite when they ignite yep. that whole thing in flames. Yep. It's the awesome. best. You can feel the heat way, way back in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh, the inspiration for the show came from Walt Disney himself, and World of Color is tied together by a soaring musical score that included familiar Disney melodies and contemporary version of the 1960s television theme, Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. 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 Originally composed by none other than Richard B., and Robert M. Sherman, the Oscar-winning composers of It's a Small World, Tiki 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 Room, Mary Poppins, and everything else you've heard, Disney. Uh, Disneyland Forever is back uh, in a spectacular, it's a street-to-sky celebration filled with sparkling pyrotechnics and immersive projections that envelop a guest in the breathtaking journey, surprising effects uh, Main Street, USA, and a few other spots in Disneyland, it's a small world, uh, become a magical canvas transporting guests from an Anaheim orange grove into the worlds of timeless Disney Pixar stories. Disneyland Forever also features two original sh songs. The, uh, uh, the theme, Live the Magic, an inspiring uh, closing song, Kiss Goodnight, written by uh, none other than Disney legend. Richard B. Sherman, and mm -hmm. also that is a book that has a CD that you can get from Amazon. Nice. That came out years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, Disneyland Forever, will be available for a limited time at Disneyland starting April 22nd to late spring. I don't know what that means, but I, I really would like to get out there for a weekend just to see this damn thing. Yeah. Anyway, it will perform Fridays through Sundays, and the Mickey's Mix Magic projections only show in scheduled on Mondays through Thursdays. Disneyland Forever Fireworks will then run nightly in the summer, where the color will return to its regular, regular schedule upon reopening. And last but not least, Fantasmic The Lights. The Nights. Begins May 28th. It is celebrating the 30th anniversary at Disneyland in 2022. Fantasmic is Disney's longest-running nighttime show. Fantasmic is an emotional extravaganza of colorful Disney animated film images choreographed to an exciting musical score and highlighted by the 45-foot fire-breathing Maleficent dragon. Along wow. the way, fantastic events and the images are seen in Disney films like Fantasia, The Jungle Book, Pirates of the Caribbean, and more. Live performers, characters' appearances, enhanced special effects, and pyrotechnics, all returning on May 28th. Still got nothing here at night. Got nothing. All right. Hey, no, no, no. We've got... Harmonious. Harmonious. Okay, so let me tell you a story. We went looking uh, at these houses, and on the shelf is this 15-year uh, service award. And I said to the guy in the office, I said, hey, whose uh, service award is that? He goes, it's mine. I said, oh, you work at Disney. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I do pyrotechnics for Harmonious. I said, oh. Oh, really? Do you want it? Did, was that were, you, were you in celebration? No. No. Okay. So uh, I said, can I 
can it, can we talk about it? <laughs> He's like, yeah, sit down. We can talk about it. He says, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I said, no, 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 no. It's nobody's cup of tea. <laughs> it's nobody's cup of tea. <laughs> I said, it's less fireworks than anything Disney's ever done. The stuff projected on the screens is not film animation. It's puppet and pictures. I said, and you really can't see it from every place in uh, the lagoon like you could Illuminations. He says, yeah, we, we get a lot of that. I said, yeah. I said, well, <laughs> if you have any input into the system, I said, just say that it's not a fan favorite for of, of anybody's. And I said to him, I said, there's a survey going around that Disney is putting out asking this specific question, is Harmonious better or worse than Illuminations? Right. So they know that something is wrong. Something is amiss. Uh, right. I've heard that in Encanto, uh, I've heard that things can be taken out and things can be put in fairly easily. So we may see a change in the show. I, I'm not saying Encanto is going to make it better. They need more fireworks. They need more lasers and lights and, you know, it's just not all about you water know, and crappy fireworks. I, I, I talk to a bunch of Disney cast members a lot because I live with them. And they're like, yeah, we, we get so many complaints. Mm. You know, not just about Harmonious, but they did sp specifically talk about Harmonious. But they talk about some of the other changes that we talk about all the time. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there, there's just nothing we can do. Because yeah. all of that comes from the top. And there's nothing that we can do about it. Right. So... You know, if you're listening and you're frustrated, kind of like we are with certain things, you know, do us a favor. Just right. Go easy on the cast members. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, they're just worker bees. They're not the ones who make them make the rules. Make the executive you know. decisions. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That letter goes to bob.chapic at disney.com. Yeah. Or uh, jeff.vale. At yep. Disney.com. And who's the guy over Disney Parks? Josh Demaro. And Josh I haven't figured uh, out his uh <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured out his email address yet. I'm working on it. <clears throat> Excuse the cough, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Uh Tokyo Disney Resort welcome it welcomes its eight hundred millionth guest. Okay. So I did I tried to do some math. <laughs> I took eight hundred million and I said, all right. Probably the average ticket price, you know, probably about a hundred bucks or so. And try my calculator couldn't even figure out what that amount was. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Mine might be able to. I got a different type you, of calculator. You got, you got a scientific calculator? That, that, I do actually. That, uh, you'd be shocked. At the calculator I have here in my. Uh, yeah, I, I, that number is completely ridiculous. I know. And that's only with since what, eighty three? Yeah. So let's see if I could do. Let's I see. I mean, they're getting close to, you know, a billion. Yeah. And that's just probably the population of Tokyo. <laughs> okay, so eight million eight hundred one two three thousand million eight hundred million, right? Yep. Times, this should be easy. Actually, yeah, it's eighty trillion billion dollars. You just add two more zeros. Okay, that's crazy. Just add two more zeros and move the decimal point. Oh, that's not eight hundred million 
goes to $80 billion. $80 billion Mickey Mouse dollars. Mickey Bars. That's a crazy, that's incredible. Beginning in 1983 with the guest grant, excuse me, guest, beginning in 1983 with the grand opening of Tokyo Disneyland and with the grand opening of Tokyo Disney Sea in 2021, Disney has brought happiness to their guests for more than 38 years. Um, so I should have read that as a quote. But this is from uh, Kenji Yoshida, who is the representative director, president, and COO of Oriental Land Company Limited. Hmm. He goes on, they go on to say, despite having it to operate differently due to COVID-19, we will continue to deliver enjoyment for our guests and will continue to evolve with the opening of uh, Tokyo Disney Resort Toy Story Hotel this coming April. Followed by the opening of Fantasy Springs, the eighth themed port at Tokyo Disney Sea. It's nice. amazing. <laughs> Please forgive me, guys. Here's a couple of milestones. The 100th million guest was uh, May 29th, 1991, which is eight years and 45 days after the opening. The 200 millionth was in 97, 14 years. 300 millionth was in 20, uh, 2002. 400 yeah 20 20 years yeah Yeah, 19 years and 200 days by the way the 400 millionth guest was on uh november 1st of 2006 which is 23 years and 201 days 500 millionth guest was on august 27th of 2010 the years were compressing have you noticed this yes Mm mm-hmm which is uh, 27 years, 135 days. I'm not going to keep doing that stuff. 600 millionth was on 2014. 700 millionth was in 2017. And the 800 millionth, including the pandemic, was in 2022. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, time is being compressed. More and more people are going. It's unbelievable. I mean, I want to go. That's the one park that I definitely want to go to. I mean, I've I've been to Disneyland in Paris. Yeah. I've been to Disneyland Paris, and I want to go back, but I definitely want to go to Disneyland and Disney Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, my nephew is in Disneyland Paris right now. He's, he's sending me pictures. Really? Yeah, nice. he's doing a semester abroad in uh, the UK, and he decided to go to Disneyland Paris. Nice. I said, sure, that's nice. That's good. Send you. your uncle something from um, yeah. the gift shops because they got better. They got better Buzz Lightyear stuff than we do. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll have to make sure he does something. Uh, hey, Hong Kong Disneyland faces extended COVID closures. Uh, <gasps> so Hong Kong Disneyland has announced it is facing an extended closure as the Chinese territory continues to battle the massive surge in COVID-19 uh, cases. Uh, the park was forced to suspend operations in early January, the fourth time they've shut down since the onset of the pandemic. But the hope was the closure would only be for a couple of weeks. The initial two-week suspension was extended to February 23rd with just seven days. But now the latest news from the city's government has thrown plans for any reopening into chaos as Hong Kong's hospital facilities are struggling to deal with the thousands of new cases every day. The Chinese government in Beijing has ordered the city to make fighting the virus its overriding mission and that it has meant uh, more heartache for businesses throughout the region. And in keeping with the new uh, edict, uh, 
Hong Kong Disneyland has said the theme park will remain closed for at least two more months. Jeez. The target reopening date of April of 2022. According to the resort's website, its hotels will continue to remain open with an adjusted level of service for social distancing and any unused uh, tickets or tickets that expire during the current closure will once again be extended. Disney's Hong Kong site now uh, it's the only resort worldwide that is currently closed as a result of the virus and the latest suspension would be the second longest one since the pandemic started in 2020. It's initially shut down for its five months in early 2020 but you don't care about them. Officials yeah. uh, reported 6,067 new COVID cases on February 20th, uh, a day after the government announced that Kaki Taki Cruise Terminal <laughs> uh, could be turned into a dedicated virus facility with 1,000 beds to ease the strain on public hospitals. Hong Kong Disneyland has been open since February 19, 2021, uh, before the renewed virus surge, which brought the stoppage on January 7th. If you need more information, go to Hong Kong Disneyland dot com. So, uh, I would probably not go there. Yeah, I would probably stay far away from yeah, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, hey kids, April twentieth, we are doing a live ten year anniversary show. So gather the kids, gather your friends, gather your family. We're gonna have some special guests. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned, because it is going to be epic, 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 epic. Then on April 23rd, we're having a special meetup at Port Orleans Riverside over at the French Quarter at the Sassagoula <coughs> Floatworks and Food Factory at 2 p.m. Meet us there, free bonnets, bring the kids, have a lot of fun, and we'll see you in the parks. In the parks. Uh, hey, John, we have a trivia hey. question. What's up? The trivia question is this. Which classic Disney princess has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Does Carrie Fisher count? No. Damn it. Although that might count, but no. Probably. She's not a Disney princess, princess. I guess. She's a princess, but not a Disney princess. She's a Star Wars princess. Star Wars princess, you know. All right, so it. it's a classic Disney princess. She has a Walk of Fame star. If you know the correct answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at Gmail dot com. Hey, uh, Tony. Yes. When um, uh, when they opened Disney back up, you remember that when they opened yeah, Disney back yeah. up a while back. You know, and everybody was really excited about uh, <clears throat> going back to Disney. You remember that? Remember that? Yeah, everybody was yeah, really excited. Yeah. You know what? Um, you know what I was least excited about going back to Disney? Yep. Free magnets. Yeah, right. Sure. But hey, guess what? They finally, you know, they kind of got past all the hullabaloo with the pass holders. Right. You know, the old pass holders. And they're currently not allowing new pass holders to buy passes but guess what if you're now a pass holder which tony is yes i am tony's going to get a free pass holder magnet yes and there's some other exclusives coming up in march so let's talk about it yeah 
in March of 2022, Walt Disney World annual pass holders will be treated to a new complimentary magnet along with some food and beverage exclusives in the Disney Springs Shopping District. Now, I've lost count. I think we have about 20 magnets. Our refrigerator cannot keep the doors closed from the weight of the Disney magnets. It's it's unbelievable. <clears throat> you have but, to ask like, yourself, why are they doing this in March and why at Disney Springs? Why not try to get us going into a park where we could spend more money? Why Disney Springs? Dude, I, I, they, the last thing they want you to do is go to a park. Yeah, they want Over the last... Like <clears throat> visiting guests. That's right. <laughs> Over the last several Wait, years... You know what? Disney... That is correct what? because uh, it's spring break season. The parks are very, very crowded. It's very impossible to get a park pass. So, like, oh, let's do some things over here for you because you can't go over there. That's right. One day soon, we'll be picking up our free Disney pass order magnets at Universal. I swear to God, it's going to happen. Either that or Fun Spot, one of the two. (laughs) Over the last several years, Walt Disney World pass orders have been treated to a variety of free magnets, including members of the Fad Five, Chip and Dale, and Orange Bird, the newest complimentary magnet features Mickey and Minnie Mouse holding hands in the stylized D pass holder program logo. The magnet will be available at Disney Springs from March 2nd through March 31st. Pass holders should sign up for the virtual queue, of course, using the My Disney Experience app. Look for annual pass holder magnet pickup on the home screen. The queue opens at 9 a.m. daily. Eligible pass holders can join the queue when they are within 45 minutes of Disney Springs. When the virtual queue return time arrives, pass holders will have one hour to visit Disney's Wonderful World of Memory shop at Disney Springs. Where's the Wonderful World of Memories? You know where the order Disney store is? Yeah. It's that <clears throat> other half where the t-shirt oh. used to be. Oh, <laughs> they closed the t-shirt shop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so you go to the uh, Disney's Wonderful World of Memory shop at Disney Springs to claim your magnet. There's a limit of one magnet per pass holder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also from March 2nd to the 31st, the Ganachery at Disney Springs will feature chocolate-covered strawberry marshmallows exclusively for pass holders. The gift box is described as, quote, six dark chocolate-covered strawberry marshmallows topped with a strawberry crispy and the Disney pass holder decor end quote jock Lindsay's hangar bar now you have my attention will feature an exclusive beverage dubbed the first class ticket it features bacardi tangerine rum and lime juice topped with ginger beer garnished with an orange slice a non-alcoholic version is also available sounds a lot like a tangerine rum mule oh yeah I think you'd be down with that. Yeah, I would. And finally, the Disney Photo Pass Studio at Disney Springs will allow pass holders to take photos with several exclusive props. Reservations are not required, and images will be linked to individual individuals' photo pass account. A Walt Disney World pass holder ID and photo ID must be present to access all of these experiences. Yeah. So, uh, on. <laughs> pass holder buzz on the app they're saying that you can do this uh get this magnet 
you know, if if you have all your friends and family, you can select them all and then go get a magnet. I'm like, you get a magnet for all your friends and family? Yeah. Well, it's that, worded that, wrong. That doesn't sound right because a lot of my friends, I could do that, but they'll be mad that I have their magnet. Right. Uh, hey, Tony, uh, I heard that you have my magnet. No, no, I don't have your magnet. Oh, no, I've got 76 of them. They're all available on eBay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me send you my eBay link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, great. Hey, John, you want to know what uh, Moonlight Magic is and when the word Sure, absolutely. Is it in a park? Sure. Yes. All right, cool. So yeah. registration will begin soon for Disney Vacation Club's exclusive Moonlight Magic event. Uh, and here are some things you might want to know before you okay. begin. Sounds good. Uh, it's been two years since Disney has hosted a Moonlight Magic event. Over that time, DVC has made some tweaks to the registration process. Whether this is your first time registering or the bazillionth time you've registered, here's what you need to know. So first, let's start with what is Moonlight Magic. It's basically an uh, extra magic hours at a Disney theme park, except the mission is free and it's only for DVC members, uh, and I should say registered DVC members. That's right. Uh, most attractions will be operating with limited wait times. Uh, past events have featured unique character experiences, dance parties, and complimentary refreshments. So, what are the dates for Moonlight Magical dates in 2022? Announced dates include Epcot. On March 17th and 31st, Disney's Hollywood Studios on May 24th and June 16th and July 14th. That's my preferred venue to go to. And Disney's mm -hmm. Animal Kingdom on July 26th, August 31st, and September 28th. How nice. long do the events last? <clears throat> About a minute. Typically three hours. So when hmm. the theme park closes, then Moonlight Magic begins. So, for example... Uh, Epcot closes at 10, Moonlight Magic will run to approximately 1 a.m. All DVC uh, all DVC members eligible to attend, those are only members who have qualifying membership magic perks. Okay, so if you bought your points from a third party, they do not qualify. You have to right. buy them directly from Disney. Uh, do you have to register in advance? Absolutely, yes. Registration is broken down into two phases. First, those with confirmed hotel reservations on the night of the event will be given priority to register. And then later, members without hotel reservations or locals will have access to any remaining openings. And that usually is slim to none. Uh, when does registration occur for each event? Dates have only been announced for the Epcot nights. Those with hotel reservations can start registering on February 23rd, and while remaining availability will be released to, released to all members on March 8th. And how does the registration process work, John? Well, I'll tell you. Thanks. <laughs> it's a unique web address that's used to register for the events, perspective attendees can visit the site shortly before the registration opens at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. At 11 a.m., all individuals waiting in the randomly placed will be randomly placed in a virtual queue to complete the registration process. It takes an hour or so to complete the process depending on the assigned 
uh, place in the queue. So the same from the time you get in the queue to the time you register could take up to an hour. Sometimes it's less, sometimes more, depending on how well people know how to use the system. Uh, what information do I need available in order to register? Members should be prepared with their name, DVC membership ID. Uh, this data is validated before a member is allowed to register. So the system will tell you if you're, you know, have magical perks or not. So have that information ready. Uh, is there a limit of the number of guests that I can bring to Moonlight Magic? For those with hotel reservations, the limit is greater of the either the member plus four guests or the party size listed on the hotel reservation. Uh, for example, if you have a two-bedroom villa reserved with nine guests on the reservation, who can register for the party of nine? Okay. So if you have a hotel reservation, all those people are eligible. For second registration windows open to all members, it is limited to one member plus four guests. So that's a total of five. Uh, hmm. Do the events fill up? Yes. Quickly. Sometimes yes. in minutes. Uh, if the event reaches capacity during the first booking window for the hotel guests, does that mean that nothing will be offered during the second slot? Yes. Nothing will be offered. Is there a wait list process if I am unable to s secure a reservation? No. Can you register during the early window if my hotel reservation is made using a non-qualifying uh, resale points? No. My wife and I are both listed in the same membership. Can we bring four people? No. The limit is one member plus four guests. Not because you're both listed, you get four people each. All right. It's not the way that works. Uh, can you attend multiple uh, magic of uh, Moonlight Magic events? Yes. DVC members <laughs> can register for events uh, at multiple theme parks. However, they can only attend once per perk. For instance, a single member could attend separate events at Epcot and the studios. However, that same member cannot attend both the March 17th and March 31st events at Epcot. So you can't attend the same for that park. But you can go to different parts, right? So there you go. So if you were if you were magical, you could go to all the parks. Yeah, yeah. The if you were magical, I had is like let's say you have multiple contracts at multiple DVCs. Are those all considered? Like then, could I use one contract to get into the March first event, and then second? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so because yeah. it's only one member ID. It's just several contracts that you may have. Right. And I think Disney's probably figured out that gaming system too. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I'm sure they're smart to that stuff. Yeah. Well, Tokyo Disney Resort announces attraction refurbishments through September 22nd. So everybody's getting a little bit of a refurbishment. It's not just here at Walt Disney World. That's right. Annual maintenance is an inevitability no matter where you go. Fortunately, Tokyo Disney Resort prefers to tell guests far in advance of upcoming maintenance plans. Quite a bit of attractions are scheduled for their two-week refurbishments through September 2022. And a couple of multi-month ones are on the way as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's look at the refurbishment schedule for Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. I wish Some they did this at Disney World. Published this list this thoroughly ahead of time. 
long story. Some notable additions include the very first refurbishment for Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, a seven-month refurbishment on Pirates of the Caribbean, and a three-week closure for the Tower of Terror. Plus, note that these lists do not include shops, restaurants, and attractions closed due to COVID capacity restrictions. Hmm. So if you're going over to Disneyland, um, you've got Swiss Family Treehouse. It's a small world. Mm-hmm. Pooh's Honey Hut. hey The Enchanted Tiki Room. Stitch presents Aloha El Kamoa Mai. Uh, Snow White's Great Adventure, Mark Twain Riverboat, Western River Railroad, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, Disney Light the Night, Mickey's Philharmagic, Monsters, Inc., Ride and Go, Seek, uh, Jungle Cruise, Wilderness Expeditions, The Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, and Pirates of the Caribbean. If you want to know all... Yeah, if you want to know all of the specific dates, definitely check the website. Yep. Over at Tokyo Disney Sea, they're going to be refurbishing Indiana Jones Temple of the Crystal Skull, Fortress Explorations, the Leonardo Challenge, Sinbad Story Voyage, Jumpin' Jellyfish, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Flounder's Flying Fish Coaster, Jasmine's Flying Carpets, Ariel's Playground, Disney Light the Night, Disney Sea Transit Steamer, the American Waterfront Station, the Village Greeting Place, Turtle Talk, Disney Sea Electric Railway, and the Tower of Terror. Please note that these dates are subject to change, so be sure to keep in mind uh, these for your next trip to Tokyo Disneyland or Tokyo Disney Sea. You definitely don't want to be disappointed, so check the website for. Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, and be up to date. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of refurb. Once again, uh, you're not afraid to throw money at stuff over there. Right, you got to keep it clean, right? Got to keep it clean. Gotta, keep it up to date. Keep, keep, it, keep it working. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. Hey kids, how about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. All right, first up, if you're planning to purchase a Disney cruise anytime soon, uh, please note that there will be no reservations between March 7th to March 9th. Hmm. And that is not even from your travel agent. None. Zero. Zilch. That one's for free. Uh, hey, the 30th anniversary decorations are installed on Main Street Station at Disneyland Paris, and uh, I have confirmed that. My nephew is there, as I said. <laughs> Sent me a nice picture of them. Uh, the three Caballero topa- topiaries return to the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Flower in the Gardens Festival. So I was worried. Yeah. I was really worried that. there. Were you? You were scared? You're scared? I was nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, they put some new garden seating outside the creation shop at Epcot. Nice. Um, we assume this is probably for a booth that they're going to put in that area. So stay tuned for that. Nice. Uh, Epcot opening historically early starting Monday, February 28th. So normally they open at what time, John? Nine. Correct. They are opening up at 830 now for the wow. most of the entire month of March. 
They're expecting and, huge crowds for spring break, and they're trying to do everything they can to keep the capacity up. Are they still keeping the um, World Showcase till 11? Are they pushing it a half hour as well? No, I think it's still closing at 11, yeah. Or opening at 11. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Nice. Unless it's one of those mornings where you get the extra 30 minutes because you're staying at a deluxe resort. Hmm. Uh, hey, any of you people that went on your Galactic <laughs> Star Cruiser preview tour, uh, apparently you're selling all your merch on eBay. Uh, there was a lightsaber that was sold for $1,500. Wow. So apparently you're not a Star Wars fan. You just went because somebody told you to. That's terrific. Right. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure Disney's super thrilled about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't you love when they sell the media swag off the next day on eBay? That's got to be good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I at least waited several years yeah. before it's I sold anything. I have crossed them off the list, Disney. That's right. <laughs> hey, the Fab Five characters are now featured at the animation experience at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So over at the Animal Kingdom, it's back in Rakiki's world back there. Mm -hmm. You know, you can draw... You know, characters like they used to at the Hollywood Studios. So now they're doing all Fab Five. Nice. That's a pretty fun experience. Be nice if they, I don't know, go with me now. Just bring it to the Hollywood Studios. Studios again. Yeah. yeah. Put, get the Star Wars stuff. Put it back where it belongs over there. Put the thing back over there. Yep. I know. It's crazy. Yep. If you do go that, uh, there is a person I know. His name is Tony. Go. He does the drawings. Go see Tony. Tell him that this Tony said hello to that Tony. If you go there. No relation. No relation. Uh, hey, Disney Parks has a new partner. I don't know why. Uh, State Farm announced a multi-year relationship with Disney. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting. I'm a State Farm person, so I wonder what that means for me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some discounts go, coming your way. Let me go check. Maybe I'll be able to get, you know. Spend some of that State Farm money and go to Disney or something. <laughs> I have no idea why Disney and State Farm are. Maybe they're getting some kind of deal, cheaper know. insurance for their I cast members. What's oh, wait. The, they don't pay their cast members enough to yeah, buy insurance right. for them. What's the uh, State Farm uh, jingle? Um, it's not uh, Good Hands is uh, all state. Yeah, State Farm is... Uh, good Neighbor? No. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, but they changed that, though. Oh. 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 Uh, that's interesting. Oh, it's got the dude from Jake from State Farm. Oh, God. Uh, presenting and sponsor the brand new Disney, planned Disney podcast. <gasps> what? <laughs> is Jake doing it? I don't know. They're going to be a presenting sponsor for the brand new Plan Disney podcast. Expert Plan Disney panelists will offer insights, tips, helpful suggestions. So this is like the the next, you know, evolution of Disney Moms panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can't use a Disney Parks podcast, I guess. What well, <laughs> they didn't even ask. While Disney World re Resort guests will soon... For a certain uh, amount of money, I would have said, sure, it's yours. Yeah, same here, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, resort guests will start to see elements of this relationship um, with an extended presence in 2022. Dreamers Academy, sponsor of the 2023 uh, Disney World Marathon Weekend. There it is. Yeah. 
State Farm Waterview Park at Disney Springs and State Farm Fieldhouse at ESPN. Disney and State Farm also team up for events. State Farm Good Neighbor Month, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Good Morning America announced it. State Farm Disney, both people. So there's really nothing in it for anybody other than just State Farm gets naming rights. Yeah. Nothing in it for State Farm and Disney. <laughs> nothing in it for anybody that spends money on that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Well, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about us, you can always find us over at Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all at Disney Parks Podcast. And then come on over to DisneyParksPodcast.com. It's where you'll find all of our show notes, our blog posts, and we've got some great article writers there helping you learn a little bit more about Disney. And you can also find some other great people that you can get in touch with, uh, people that we encourage you to use to help make your Disney vacation a little bit better. And you can always find our friends over at Destinations to Travel by going to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. And if you'd like to show and you'd like to support us, the last thing that I would ask is you would please go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast, sign up today, get some extra content, get exclusive early content, like we post a show early so our Patreons can hear it a day before you guys can. And uh, there's also some really cool stuff too. So there's some video exclusive stuff that you can only get through the Patreon page. And we would love to see you over there. It helps us do some special things throughout the year and it's a great way to get to know some other disney friends from all across the world so go to patreon.com forward slash disney parks podcast and become a patreon today and for tony my name is park hopper john we are disney parks podcast and if we don't see you online we'll definitely see you in the parks the disney parks podcast is not affiliated with the walt disney company all Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you through One upon a star